Major Roy McBride. I'm attempting to reach Dr. Clifford McBride. This is Dr. McBride's son. Dad, I'd like to see you again. I recall how we used to watch black and white movies together and musicals were your favorite. I remember you tutoring me in math. You instilled in me a strong work ethic. You should know I've chosen a career that you would approve of. I've dedicated my life to the exploration of space. And I thank you for that. father may be involved. My father's dead. What exactly are you requiring from me? Exploration isn't always a noble venture. We have to hold out the possibility that your father may be hiding from us. right year seven this is year seven of movie mom for 30 days i'll watch 30 movies and do 30 podcasts this is day 15 the halfway point up for you ladies and gentlemen welcome back to movie month where today we just hit the halfway point of 2020 it's day 15 it's movie 15 today i watch the 2019 sci-fi drama brad pitt movie ad astra i remember seeing a trailer for this and thinking oh wow this looks like a pretty big movie and then it just kind of came and went right it it's got good reviews, uh, but the box office was kind of like, meh, you know. I mean, it didn't really do so well in the United States. I mean, I guess globally it made its money back, but it wasn't like this big movie. Maybe because it wasn't based on 
a comic book or it didn't um uh, it wasn't based on a, a sequel or a spin-off or anything like that i'm i'm not entirely sure why something like this couldn't do more but i just finished watching it and i thoroughly enjoyed myself yeah it got really high marks on rotten tomatoes and metacritic um i really really liked it directed by james gray who i am not really familiar with i have seen one of his movies we own the night which was like like 10 13 like okay from thir- like 13 it's from 2007 i'm looking right on the screen 2007 with joaquin phoenix mark Wahlberg, and, and a little a little unknown actor named robert duvall it's actually a pretty good movie i remember liking it um but yeah this i really enjoyed uh it is the story of a young well no no one is young brad pitt's like already 50 it's a story of an astronaut <clears throat> a younger astronaut who seems like he is devoted 150 percent to being an astronaut you've seen the movie right if you haven't obviously i'm going to talk about it some may say i may even spoil things um, so this young, younger actor, younger astronaut is, um, you know, he's an astronaut first. They kind of show through like glimpses of flashbacks or memories that he has a wife or had a wife, Liv Tyler. We don't see a lot of her. We see him kind of focusing on his mission and her putting her keys on the table and leaving. We see like them in bed together and then she disappears just little glimpses to show you that she is not in the picture anymore because of the way he lived his life uh he put his job first he put being an astronaut first i wasn't sure what type of so this is the not so distant future things were definitely more advanced but it felt like a more realistic version of where things will eventually or could eventually be it seems like brad pitt is a guy who is well known for keeping cool under pressure like he doesn't let anything get to him his his resting heart rate never rises above 40 or something and when he's going it never goes above 80 i don't know that's ridiculous i'm sure i'm double that right now which is i'm terrible it's crazy healthy um yeah, I'm more than that right now, looking at my watch. But I'm really excited because I'm podcasting. So this guy's like a, got a really cool demeanor. And he needs it because he's working on the International Space Antenna. Not the International Space Satellite. The International Space Antenna. He seems to be some sort of... His, his, his um, title is major, but he's working on this antenna. And he's, you know he's got this crew he hangs out with. They're all kind of... Like, there's camaraderie to it, but we never see them again. They're, like, waving. You know, one guy's giving him the finger, joking around. He doesn't really seem friendly with them, but he does know them, and they know him. Uh, And so he's going to go outside and work on this machine, on this um, antenna. And from what I understand, or from what I gather, this thing is in space, but it's not far, far in space. It is out of orbit because there is some weightlessness but it is still an antenna that reaches all the way to the earth because all of a sudden things start like there seems to be energy um, spikes happening these energy bursts and the antenna um, starts looks like there's some damage happening to it and people and uh, explosions and people are falling 
out of the antenna. Now, you're in space. If you fall, you're going to kind of, you could go wherever the projection tells you, you know, like the projection, wherever like the um, the push comes from. I can't think of it. Wherever the force is going to, you know, the the propulsion or whatever. But in this, if you fall, you're going down. So that shows me that they're not that far off in space. Plus also, Brad Pitt falls from space. But he keeps us cool. He's like, I'm going to, hello, I'm falling from space. I'm going to, you know, try to not pass out. And then he gets to a certain point where he pulls his umbrella, his umbrella, he pulls his umbrella out and he floats to the earth like Mary Poppins. He pulls his parachute and, um, you know, it's a rough landing, but he makes it back to earth. He survives. He survives a fall from space. And even as he's coming down, you're like, oh, he's got a parachute. Great. But things are falling and hitting the parachute and putting holes in the parachute. That seems to be like a foreshadow of this entire movie where things are supposed to go like this, but they don't go as planned. And when you think you have something safe, it ain't happening the way you think it's going to be happening. That's pretty much this entire movie. So he gets, um, he survives, and then they bring him in to debrief him. But what they really bring him in for is to tell him something very top secret. And this, I, I really enjoyed this chunk of the movie right here. First of all, they are, you know, you can see on their badges, it says Armed Forces, United States Space Command, which, if you think about it, isn't that exactly what, what, what uh, Trump is trying to do, the, the, the Space Force? Now, United States Space Command, for some reason, sounds better than hearing him say, the Space Force, that's my, that's my Trump, it's, it's awful. Um, but this is Space Command, much more, uh, but in the same vein is what it is. It's like they, it, we're in the future though, and it's, maybe this is what Space Force turns into. It turns into this big, um, uh, successful uh, branch of the armed forces. So they bring him in and they're like, hey, you doing okay? Cool, 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 cool. Listen, we want to show you something. That, those, um, those energy bursts, whatever they call them, uh, I, I knew it's not energy bursts, it's something make way better than that. Those things are actually being caused by, um, well, we, are you familiar with Project Lima? He's like, yes, Project Lima was sent to um, go to the far reaches of space. And my father uh, helmed it up, you know, was the, was the command on it 29 years ago. And um, he was lost to us 16 years ago. So that kind of gives you an idea of how far in the future they are. Now, this happened 29 years ago that they had this. They were advanced enough to go towards, was it Neptune, right? We'll just say Neptune in case I'm wrong. It's Neptune. Uh, this was 29 years ago. They were, they, were, they were advanced enough to go there. So, And we're not there yet. So this has got to be like, I'm going to say... 2060, 2070, I'm just guessing. This could be 50, this could be 50 years from now, 40, 50 years from now, I'll say. Um, if not even further, that we're, that Brad Pitt is in now. Um, and they go, listen, uh, we think the, um, the pulses, pulsates, pulsars, energy surges, whatever. Energy surge, isn't that a, uh, an energy drink, surge? Uh, we think it's being caused by... Project Lima, uh, your father's ship, and we have reason to believe he's alive. And he's like, my father's dead. You know, listen, we think he's alive. We think he's causing this. And 
I can't stop yawning. We think he's causing this, and we need to stop him. And we need you to get uh, a message to him to try to uh, reason with him to get him to stop because we think that maybe he's gone rogue. So this is what has to happen. You need to go to the moon. Then once you're on the moon, you need to get on a ship and go to Mars. Once you're on Mars, you need to send. You need to go into a podcasting booth, pretty much, and, and a soundproof booth. Booth. They have this apparently this elaborate booth just to record audio, uh, and they must have a lot of like musicians up there. You have to go send this. Then we're going to laser shoot this from Mars to him, and hopefully he'll find it. Which, when you say it out loud, sounds a little silly. Okay, first you go to the moon. Then when you get to the moon, you got to go hide. You got to go to the dark side of the moon where, where this is really top secret. We don't tell anyone. There's another rocket ship there. That'll get you to Mars. Once you're on Mars, record a a, um, a speech to him and get it to uh, get it to Neptune. Now, this is me crazy, and I really enjoy this movie. But when I'm when I'm thinking about that right now, why couldn't they say, "Here, read this here." Cool, cool, cool. Okay, thanks. And they email it or somehow transmit it to, to, um, to the moon. Then if they can't get that to Mars through electronic transcription, then you put the transcription on a rocket and you send it to Mars. And then the guy comes up, puts it in his recorder and sends that off every day. I mean, again, to me, that seems like an awful long trip just to... Um, send a recording. Now, here's the kicker. They're also sending along. Um, if you do, you think Tommy Lee Jones is old, they're gonna they're gonna send along Donald Sutherland to go to the moon with Brad Pitt because he used to work on Project Lima or work with uh, Tommy Lee Jones before he quit, and they are going. They want him to be there too to possibly reason with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So okay. Oh, okay. Uh, he's like, I'm. I'm here to, to go along with you. I don't know how, you know how Donald Sutherland talks. I, don't, I can't do a Donald. I can't do a Donald Sutherland. Um, but it's like a Kiefer Sutherland, but older. Um, but he's going along with him now. And he goes, Oh, do you think my father's alive? He's like, I don't know. What's the last thing you said to him? Oh, he he, he told me he, he called me a traitor, and uh, he, I I you know wasn't on good terms. And so, okay, fine. You think, uh-oh, maybe Donald Sutherland might be a problem. No, he's not going to be there that much longer. See, they get to the moon. Now, they, this is all um, covert because there's these surges that are hitting Earth and people are dying. Like there's, there's, there's some like major catastrophes happening and they don't know what's going on. They don't know. The Earth doesn't know what's going on or, you know, civilization, uh, the, the nation, the world. Um, the populace, they don't know what's going on, but the government is covering it up and sending off uh, Brad Pitt to space to send a uh, audio email um, to further in space. Yeah, that seems a little silly when you say it out loud, but it doesn't matter. It was well done. So this this is some of my favorite stuff. So they go to the moon uh, commercially. At one point, I didn't realize that. And they're like, okay, we're going to the moon. Let's go. I'm like, wow. this. When you think about the... Recently, we had a space launch here with SpaceX and NASA, and it was like our first uh, U.S. space launch in quite some time, and it became a really big deal on online, on TV. 
Uh, and now it's like, oh, you know, booking a flight someplace. You know, they're on this ship to the moon, and he says to the flight attendant, yes, there's a flight attendant on the ship. Could I have the pillow and blanket package? And she's like, yes, that's $125. And he, he pushes his thumbprint down and basically buys, you know, on the way to the moon, he buys a, a blanket and pillow to relax in. They get to the moon, and it's like you're in a, an airport. You know, the people, he's, there's a voiceover. Brad Pitt does voiceover through most of this movie. He's like, look at this. They basically turn this into what we were escaping. Like, they've commercialized this even. Uh, if my father was here, he'd tear it all down, which, you know, maybe he was trying to do in the first place. Uh, up in the, you know, power surges. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but it was kind of cool just seeing, like, the commercialization of the moon and also how we would, if space travel to the moon became much more um, accessible, how would that play out? Probably like this, where there are, you know, the Earth... There are no boundaries on the air, on this on the moon. They said, and you know you have areas where you, the U.S. may have spaces or other countries may have spaces, but it's all about fighting for resources. And there are pirates out there who will try to take your stuff or fight for resources or whatever. And because of that, like listen, you're going to get an armed um, escort out to the other rocket ships. So you're on the on the moon. Cool, cool. Then we get one of the you know more exciting um, moments in the movie where there is a basically a car chase on the moon uh, where they're driving out to the rocket and all these then these pirates show up and try to attack them um, and there's a car chase and the guy they're with gets killed and Donald Sutherland gets injured um, and uh, we never see the pirates again they just kind of get you from there. From point A to point B, you get pirates there. Then he gets to the, uh, the the ship safely, gets on board another ship. At this point, Donald Sutherland's like, I can't go with you any further, um, but I have to tell you the truth. And he gives him uh, uh, this recording for him to listen to later. He's like, comms doesn't trust you, but, you know, you need to know. You need to know. So he gets on. Donald Sutherland, goodbye. We don't see him again. They have one comment where he's like, oh, he's going in for surgery. And that's it. We never hear from him or see him again. So then we are on um, this other ship. And this other ship is interesting because the pilot sounds almost like Hank Azaria making fun of a pilot's voice on The Simpsons. It's like, hello. He's, I can't even do it. He's like, we're going into travel now. We're going to be going up into space. Oh, it's nice to have you here, Brad Pitt. Your father's a legend. We're going to be handling blah, 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 blah. So it, it was just kind of that guy's voice... It was a little weird. It was just like very, it felt put on. I don't know. Um, so now he's in this new group. And they all seem very friendly and they like him. You know, everyone's, you know, camaraderie, kumbaya for now. Uh, so they go. So while they're on their way, because they have quite a few days in front of them. Excuse me. Brad Pitt goes and listens to the uh, the recording that... Um, that Donald Sutherland gave him. And they're like, this is the last known, even this was like, this is a, this is a top secret recording. The last known voice, uh, recording from Tommy Lee Jones, even though that's not what his name in the movie. And they think that he's, when Cuckoo, and he, oh, he says like, I, you know, they, um, I had to 
kill some of my crew because they were um, they were revolting, and I had to turn off some of the air, the uh, the the life supply. You know what I'm talking about. It's very late um, because you know it's unfortunately killing some good with the bad. Too bad. Um, and then they're like, "Listen, your mission. If you can't get him to turn everything off and get him to turn himself in, is you gonna you're gonna blow up the um, or you need to take him out. That's what it is. You need to take him out at all costs. He needs to be destroyed. Didn't they say he needs to be destroyed? It was like a weird thing. It was like he must be destroyed. You must destroy Tommy Lee Jones. This message will self destruct in five, four, three. So he has his mission." to stop the, the, the pulses. But he also has this mission of trying to stop his dad. And now he's realizing his dad probably it seems to still be alive and has gone cool bananas. Uh, so here's the thing. This is a military mission. They don't know what they're on this mission for. They're just getting this guy to Mars because that's what they're told to do. But they're also bound by um, code, military code, that when they get a Mayday distress call, they are um, bound to take it. So um, they're like, listen, we got a Mayday call from this satellite. We need to go check it out, this ship. And Brad Pitt's like, listen, no, we got to keep going. That's part of the mission. He goes, okay, with all due respect, Major, we take these calls. If you want to take command of the ship, you're welcome to, but you have to tell us what your mission is first. It's protocol. He's like, fine, do the Mayday. Now, the captain's like, all right, I'm going, and he's going to take his number two with him, Donald. And Donald's like, um, okay. And Brad Pitt could tell this kid, this kid, this guy who looked like John Boy. I thought he was John Boy from the Waltons or a younger version, like his son or something. Um, but it wasn't him. Uh, but I looked this guy up, and it's funny. This guy was in Space Cowboys, which was an older astronaut movie that starred Donald Sutherland and Tommy Lee Jones. So this is sort of a soft sequel to Space Cowboys, I guess, right? No? No? Maybe? No? So Brad Pitt's like, look, I'll go with you. Fine. Okay, we'll go. So they, you know, go from their ship to the other ship because you can spacewalk in the future much easier. And you get to that ship. And they open it up. And this ship is there. It's a research and animal testing and research ship, which should have told me something right away. Now, they can't find anybody on board. I don't know what's going on exactly, but then he, Brad Pitt says, Captain, he looks around, and the captain is, like, standing there still, and he's, like, kind of, not, he's, like, convulsing, and then I'm, like, oh, my God, he's getting stabbed by, by someone, and then they look, and, and it's a baboon, a, a, a what, a baboon, and I, I thought, wait a second, what is going on in this movie, and I forgot that it was a animal testing facility, and it had oxygen so because brad pitt had his helmet on but there still was oxygen in the ship so he's like what is going on here so then he starts fighting a baboon brad pitt saves his captain or tries to the captain's face is smashed open his face looks ripped open and the guy's hand is all ripped up because the baboon destroyed him it destroyed him uh and brad pitt gets him out of there seals off the baboons that almost open the door um right or is it orangutan I don't know, baboon or orangutan, I don't know. Uh, and he opens the, um, he, he kind of turns off the oxygen or the opens the, the doors and kills those baboons because they were at risk. Gets the captain back to the ship, but the captain's already dead. So they're like, okay, um, 
okay, you're going to be the co-pilot now, and they're going to land on Mars. So they get to Mars, and they go to land, and of course there's another problem because there's another surge. You know the, the thing with the with the um, the parachute with a hole where you think you're safe, but nope. Yeah, there always is a next problem. This time they can't quite land because the pulse knocks them off course, and they're not completely at a 90-degree angle, and they need to settle it. And it's not settling itself, so they have to do it manually. And Brad Pitt's like, we should do it manual. We should go manual. And that guy Donald again, oh, Donald, he's very, um, he, he can't decide. He's like, so Brad Pitt's like, flips the switch, and he's like, all right, I'll do it manually. Takes the, takes the joystick, lands it perfectly, and he's like, listen, Captain, you understand why I did that, right? I will not, I will not um, let uh, Space Command know this. So he's like, I'm going to cover for you. Uh, even though I just saved everyone's life. They get to Mars, and he's like, all right, see you later, guys. He gets met. This is where he gets by, met by a woman who has lived on Mars her whole life. It's played by Ruth Negga. She, um, what I, I swear, was she on Marvel's um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I feel like that's the first place I saw her. And I didn't really like her character on there, and that's when I stopped liking the show. But then she was on um, Preacher, and she is awesome on preacher so i will forever be a fan of hers just from preacher alone uh and she is uh this this she's like a scientist but she's grew up on mars and she's there to greet brad pitt and to um help him kind of you know get situated very like out of the blue natasha leone is there kind of you know playing Natasha Lyonne, you know, like, hey, how you doing? You know, but she's checking people in. She's like, all right, put your hand here. How you doing? Welcome to Mars. Um, that was just like, what? Huh? Wait, and you never saw her again. That was it. Um, and the Ruth Negga character brings Brad Pitt down this hallway and talking to him, talking to him. And then this other guy comes up and he's like, all right, thank you, Helen. We'll take it from here. And she's like, hi. He's like, you don't have uh, clearance to get down to this part. And we're like, ooh, what's this part going to be? And all it is is um, that he gets um, brought down to basically the recording studio because they're the ones who know what is actually happening. She still doesn't even know what's happening. They're just greeting a guy who they know is, uh, you know, Roy McBride. This from the his father is a famous uh, um, astronaut. He's here for whatever reason. So he gets brought down to the studio and he's given this script to read and he reads it perfectly and nothing. Now, I didn't realize it was going to be that instant. They're like, no, sorry, nothing. It's like, okay. Uh, and they send him back into his room. And now he looks like I'm in like uh, like some psychedelic, weird, trippy uh, thing. Because he's in this room that has like full screen projections. I don't know if it's supposed to make him feel better or whatever. Um, and then he goes uh, back to do uh, another recording. And this time he speaks from the heart. He's like, Dad, I miss you. Uh, it's your son. I love you. And all of a sudden you see in the booth, they they look around a little bit. He's like, what? Did, did they hear it? Did he hear it? Is there a response? And then this woman comes in and goes, all right, thank you so much, uh, Mr. McBride. Uh, you know, Captain Major McBride, you're all set. We're going to be getting you back to Earth as soon as possible. He's like, what, what happened? What happened? It's like, listen, you're, we can't let you know from here on out. You're too close to the situation. We'll send you back to Earth. He's like, Mer. I'm angry. So he gets really angry and he, he, um, they, throughout the movie, he's having these psychological exams that, that space command makes him go through, which seems automated through like artificial intelligence where he answers these questions. This is the first time he's failed one. 
and he's all pissy, pissy, pissy. And then that woman, Helen comes back and she's like, um, listen, um, I need to, you need to tell me what the hell's going on. Why are you here? She's like, he's like, I can't tell you that. He goes, does it have to do with your dad? Does it have to do with the, um, with the, the thing your dad was on? I can't even remember the name of the, the expedition. I wanted to say the Jasper, but that's not it. Was it, um, is it that? Is that where your father's there? Because my parents worked with him, and I have to know. I have to know. He's like, yes, that's what the pulse is. They think he makes the play alive. And then she goes, well, I wanted to show you something. So she hands him a fancy clipboard, iPad-looking thing, and there's another video of him talking about how he is um, he killed everybody that, that um, questioned him. He goes, we came this far, and they want to go back to Earth. They're giving up, and we can't. we can't. I'm not going to stop for anybody. The mission comes first. Nothing gets in the way, including these people. And he had to take matters into his own hand and kill them off. He's like, your, pa- your father killed my parents. That son of a bitch. She didn't say that, but that's me. Um, and I need to, um, you need to stop him. He's like, I'll stop him. But you've got to get me on the ship. That's right. They don't want him on the ship. He sees um, the, the other crew getting ready. And he's like, uh, and they're like, what is that crew doing? They have a nuke. What are they doing? And he's like, you got to get me on that ship. Um, and this is probably the most unbelievable part of the whole movie. She's like, I'll get you close to the ship, but I can't get you on it. He's like, I'll take care of the rest. So, you know, you think of someone like running on a tarmac to get on an airplane. Um, and that seems like pretty unbelievable. Well, that's basically what happens here. She gets him far enough on Mars. They drive along Mars, which is I like seeing Mars in the daytime. Like it's it's fu- it's cool seeing another planet and the sun. There is sunlight to it, and you think of to- I think of Total Recall. Um, so she gets him towards the spaceship, the the shuttle, because there's another shuttle from Mars taking off to um, the ne- the farthest sp- the space has gone up to Neptune, and he's like, okay, I'll take it from here. He swims underneath because there's water. There must be underground canals to cool things. This is all man-made, I'm assuming. Comes out by the spaceship, and it's like, you know, it's really close to be taken off. It's like five minutes away. Like the boosters are starting. The rockets are starting. He runs over to it, climbs the outside, gets under the engine, climbs up to the bottom, and while it starts taking off, he just holds on. Then he opens the door. He holds on inside the spaceship as it's taken off. Um... Now, mind you, it's the future, so the engines could be smaller, the spaceship, could, the spacesuit could be better, and he knows these things, so he knows exactly where he needs to be. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So th- then he opens the door, the, um, and he's like, uh, "There's a breach." So they're like, "There's a breach on our ship." And he's like, "It's me, it's me, it's Brad Pitt, it's it's uh, Roy McBride, Major McBride." I have boarded the ship, but I'm here to help you. I'm not an enemy. I'm here to help you. I have no, I have nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm not a hostile. I'm not here aggression. I'm not posing a threat. I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat. And uh, they're like, listen, you, they go down. So the two of the, this three person crew now, right? They go down, the two of them, and they're like, we're going to, um, we got to stop you. You know, we can't let this happen. He's like, no, no, no. Then, um, this is like the crew of like dopes. So the ship takes off and one woman smashes her face into the into like the door. She's dead. Then there's a scuffle and um, there's another guy dead. Oh, then the, this, the third guy comes in. Brad Pitt's still got his face mask on. No one else does. 
the third guy comes in with like a sort of tape, like a gun of some kind, shoots something or something goes off. It sucks all the oxygen out of the room so that all, so that um, maybe the first woman didn't die from getting hit, but now all three of them are dead from suffocating. He tries to save the captain. He puts out, um, he puts an oxygen mask on him. Now they're all dead. And he's like, Hey, uh, space command is me, Brad Pitt, uh, Roy McBride. Um, I have boarded the, uh, Neptune. I don't know if it's called the Neptune. I've been boarded this ship and, um, I, I know I wasn't supposed to be part of the deal, but I was not a threat. I let people know that, but yet, uh, there was a, a, um, scuffle and it resulted in all three of them dead. But, um, I, I think their flight recorder will, will prove what happened. And, um, I am not a threat here. He's not a threat, but he is responsible for it. I'll get there. So now he's like, all right, I'm going to continue the mission. And he's like, I'm on the ship now for 79 days. 79 days all by himself on the ship, on this mission. So the next like chunk of this movie is just him kind of dealing with this. Like he goes a little cuckoo. He's at one point he's just shaking his head. He's like, I feel like this is getting to me. The farther far reaches of space and the isolation, uh, we see him inject himself with a feeding tube, which was kind of creepy. He's also getting like electro stimulation on his muscles. Um, grown, he's grown a real snazzy beard. Um, and yeah, he's just kind of getting closer and closer to, uh, to dad's spaceship. He finally reaches dad's spaceship and he has to park pretty far away. I like that I said park. I don't know why that made me laugh. I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that I said he parked his spaceship further away from dad's spaceship. Then he had to, uh, he took his little shuttle over, like a little shuttle thing, but it couldn't connect exactly. So he gets out of the shuttle. The shuttle drifts away. So he's got no way to get back to his, his spaceship, which is parked further away. Gets on board of this one, and all of a sudden you see dead bodies. Just like some are wrapped up, some are just floating dead. And he gets in, and he's looking around, and he sees like things that have his dad's name on it. And all of a sudden he's like, son, is that you? He looks up, and there's old Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones has been there all this time trying to find intelligent life on Earth. He's, le- he's given up everything. All he cares about is this. In fact, he tells his son that. He's like, hey, Dad, how's it going? He's like, listen, I don't, I'm here to take you home. He goes, I am home. I've spent more time here than anywhere else. I drank this food. I ate this water. Well, you know, I drank this water and ate this food. And um, he's like, I don't, there's nothing for me back home. I, don't, I didn't care about your, your mother, I didn't care about you. I didn't miss you, and I didn't... I, I knew I'd leave her a widow and leave you an orphan, and I didn't care. All I cared about is this. And he's like, okay, Dad, I, I, I still love you. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, uh, and, but you can't, you can't stop now. We can't. We have to keep doing this. There's something out there. There has to be. And he's like, it looks like it's just us. Sorry, it's just us. So he found the furthest reaches of Earth, of of the galaxy as far as anyone's ever seen found plant you know took photographs that you would never believe all these wonderful worlds and but nothing below them below the the beautiful you know visions that we see there's nothing on the surface nothing to be um to be found so it's like was everything that he did a waste I don't know, but Brad Pitt's like, it's time to go. We've had enough. 
we have to stop these searches. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones is like, I've been trying to stop this all this time. I think he was blaming the other people, saying they caused this, trying to escape, um, and he's trying to uh, stop it. I don't know if I believe that. Um, and Brad Pitt's like, well, here, I have this bomb. He didn't say this. But he's like, we're going to go. Come on, we're going to go. So he sets the bomb. I do like these bombs have like this old-fashioned click timer so that there's no like digital override, I guess, that, or no battery failure, no digital failure. So he starts, he sets the thing for, I don't know, was it three hours? He's like, come on, Dad, let's go. Puts his spacesuit on him. And um, they're about to leave. They're getting outside because they're going to they're gonna like propel themselves up to uh, the other spaceship. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, no. And he starts to take off. And um, he pulls back and he almost pulls Brad Pitt with him towards the, the surface of Neptune. He's like, let me go, son, let me go. Then they fight and battle in the air a little bit like the Matrix. And finally Brad Pitt's like, whatever, lets him go. And Brad, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, wee. It just floats away to his ultimate death. Maybe he makes it to the, to the surface of Neptune. I don't know. Um, or he just burns up going into the atmosphere. Then Brad Pitt's like, oh. You know, he's just floating there at one point. And he's like, what's the point? Why am I here? Why do I care? And he's like, no, can't, you can't stop. So at one point, this is where I thought it was going to go really sci-fi. We see there's a light. And I thought, oh, man, now they're going to finally discover life is going to discover them or something that's you know, going to be an alien. But I think that was just the sun or part of the sun or a reflection of the sun, something that reminded him there's life still out there. There's something to be done. So he gets... Um, he go. He pulls himself back to his dad's spaceship, pulls off part of this antenna, and then jumps and uses the pro pro propulsion, propelment. He pushes himself off like he's on the edge of a pool and um, uses the – I thought he was, like, going to use this thing. To, it would have been awesome if he used this thing to, like, surf back to his ship. And then all of a sudden, when everybody's going surfing, like, they play the Beach Boys. And the movie just completely changes tones. And Brad Pitt's hanging 10. That would have been – the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But instead, he used this thing kind of as a shield because he's got to go through all this debris from this, the rings of, of Neptune, which apparently has rings. I didn't know that. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't know. I was like, the rings of Saturn, right? Like the car? Neptune, though. Watch this not even be Neptune the whole time I'm getting it wrong. Anyway, he projects himself back to his ship. He makes it. He, he gets on just in time. And he's like, all right, space comms, the mission is complete. I did... He, I did get to save um, some of the data from my dad's stuff. I think it's really interesting. He didn't find any life, but it's still stuff that should be studied. And um, if I don't make it, hopefully, you know, you can find the flight data and get this stuff. I'm going to use the nuclear bomb to help project me towards Earth, which was like, was it 4.1 billion miles away or something like that? Some crazy amount. But the... Bomb goes off, big explosion. This this movie would have looked spectacular in IMAX or on the big screen if I saw it. This is like it would have been gorgeous. Some of these visuals. So the bomb goes off. He's like being f pushed off with his spaceship, all turning to white. And then um, he, next thing you know, he's we see him in his shuttle plummeting to Earth. They let they get him um, out of the spaceship. Uh, and he's kind of debriefed, and at the same time, we see him like a little cut scene back and forth between him being debriefed at a psychological thing, but he's changing his stories where he's like, I will, I will live for people. I will live for, he doesn't want to be his dad. I will love for people. I will, you know, do things differently. I will share in people's heartache and they will share in mine. 
Uh, and at the same time, it was showed him at a bar or at a coffee shop, and, and uh, Liv Tyler was showing back up. So he's trying to change his life and rekindle things. What I don't understand is why he wasn't court-martialed and imprisoned for the murder of three astronauts. Now, he didn't kill them, right? He didn't kill them, but he still is somewhat responsible for their death, in a way. He has to be. Now, here's my thinking. They listen to the flight recorder, and they let him off the hook. Or they listen to the flight recorder, realize he wasn't directly responsible, and at the same time, they realize that this is such a top secret mission that they can't, they have to cover for themselves to the point where they're going to say this never happened. Don't worry about it, it never happened. That's what I'm thinking happened. Because then he goes back with, um, with Liv Tyler and that's the end of the movie. I don't know if he, I think he might have given up being an astronaut and um, that's it. So we don't know what happened to the people back on Mars. They're just back on, they're still on Mars. Um, he saved the world, saved the universe, you know, really, if you think about it. Um, it must have been another 80 days. He had a big gray beard. Man, Brad Pitt can grow a beard. Um, but that's it. You know, as I'm talking some of it out, there does seem like there's some holes there that I'm finding or little things that I'm like, wait, what is this? But I, I didn't care. Like, watching it, I was just blown away by the visuals and um, just kind of into it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it while I watched it. Um, yeah, some of it's unbelievable, but it was still a, a well-done movie. And Brad Pitt's always good. And that's really it. That is the 2019 Ad Astra. I don't know. I'm sure I missed some stuff. Listen, if I miss some stuff and you want to yell at me about it, you know where to find me. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fansnotexperts.com. The Facebook page is Fans Not Experts. And, um, yeah... That's it. The podcast is Geek Mentality. You can find it everywhere. Podcasts are available. Geek Mentality, two words for the podcast. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify Podcasts. We're available on Fresca Podcasts. I'm looking at a can of Fresca in front of me, and that's the best thing I could think of. We're available on both FM and AM radio, and also HD radio. I don't know if you're familiar with that. We're available on DVD, HD DVD, mini disc, um, and cassette. Those are the only formats right now. We're still wor tr working to try to get a vinyl um, distributor. But in the meantime, you can still find us digitally everywhere. Podcasts are available. And with that, my friends, I'm getting tired. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to bed because I still have to get this podcast up. But once I'm done, I'm going right to bed and then waking up tomorrow for another day. And another movie. But until then, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Tell a friend. And until tomorrow, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Because I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says... Please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. That's not experts.